Okie dokie, this is Tyler, and uh, this is another bonus episode where I am talking to my two friends who are also not only amazing creators and good people, and uh, one of them is an amazing comedian, but they are also both sellers at conventions. If you go to a lot of anime conventions or even art conventions as well in Southern California before this insanity started, you probably have seen these guys around. So let me start off with uh, you, Matthew. Uh, who are you, and what is your brand? You just said my name. <laughs> I know, but you just said <laughs> okay. Well, you, you have more. Name... You have more than a first name, man. <laughs> well, you don't know that. Sure, I could be like Cher, but black, whatever. Anyway, uh, I am Matthew. Uh, I am co-owner of Nerdy Bit. We are a Japanese black nerdy streetwear brand that just does a lot of shit for the fuck of it. Gotta be honest, yeah. Yeah. And you've been on um, the Grand Geekery. You, you you've been my 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 co-host. Uh, my um, whenever Lamar is you know not available. <laughs> yep. Every time he, every time he's not there, I'm here. Which you can find me at Lamar the Con Guy <laughs> at gmail dot com or whatever the fuck this email is. I'm not really sure, honestly. Yeah, yeah I don't know what his email is actually either. Nope, me either. Oh, but uh, yeah. Alrighty, and uh, and we also have Victor, who you have heard before. He's been on the Grand Geekery as well. Hey, how's it going, guys? <laughs> you nigga. <laughs> <laughs> really? Hey, how's it going, guys? Really? Really? Hey, yeah. guys. My name. Is, hi, my name is Victor. I'm the co-owner of Artisan Studio. We are a studio based in Anaheim, and we love cats. And a lot of the stuff we do is based on cats. We also do a lot of laser cutting and. Some screen printing, but not as good as Matthew. So you know, yeah, he's been senpai for me for a, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's been senpai for me for a while. So yeah, we we're trying to survive these dark moments of the anime convention. Yeah, I hear that. Oh god. Yeah. So like right now, we are in hopefully the middle of this. You know, we're recording in early May, and uh, during the COVID nineteen insanity. What have you guys been up to since this quarantine, stay-at-home actions, and also cancellation of conventions? What have you guys been up to? Oh, God. You know, you know, as a gamer, you're like, man, I love video games. But there's a point where you're like, man, there's too many fucking video games. And I ain't got <laughs> nothing else to fucking do right now. So that is how this quarantine has been for me temporarily. I have more time than I thought I would ever have, even though I am in school or I have a job. Uh, and I have more time to do shit that I've been wanting to do. Look, I finished Garfield uh, caught in the act on the Sega Genesis for the first time. I love that game. I've been trying to beat that game since my ass was fucking like 12. I didn't so even I know there was game. a I didn't even know there was a Garfield game. There is, and it's fucking dope as hell because it's crazy. Because like the checkpoint to Pookie, which is a little bear and everything, is fucking adorable. But this quarantine has given me more time than I thought I would need because I go to school, but classes have now been switched online and everything. Yeah. And usually my classes are all fucking day, so I'm on campus. So now I got more time now. And during that time of quarantine, I have uh, tried to. Let me rephrase that. Hold up. I, I've been lazy for like a solid three weeks. And then I was like, all right, let me not be lazy no more and be productive. And then I was lazy for like another two more weeks. And it's only like last week where I started being productive with shit. <laughs> that's just me, though. 
All right. Victor, what about you? What's your what's what's your quarantine been going like so far? My quarantine has been going crazy. I having a small business and being my only source of income, it was a pretty big awakening to realize that I wasn't ready for any of this, like many people realized as well. Um, I had to reinvent the wheel that I was riding on for a very long time. I mean, pretty much uh, for the last, I don't even know, was it going on a month and a half, two months now, the quarantine? Yeah. It's about, it was um, March 17th, I think. Mar- it was March. It, uh, well, for us, I mean, for me, I feel that the quarantine started in February once a lot of the events started canceling. Mm. But yeah. as soon as uh, Anime, I believe, was the first one to cancel, forced by the state to cancel, I knew that the year was gone. I knew that the, that they had no hold on the pandemic and we were going to be pretty much not having any events anytime soon. I mean, yeah. uh, there has been so many speculations of like, oh, we're going to be back on December or like later on in the winter. I'm like, no, we won't. <laughs> Sorry, Rona, my bad. <laughs> if... Uh, if we're uh, if we're realistic about this whole thing, I mean, for me, the pandemic has been reimagining my business, pretty much rehabbing to reinvent my business. I actually had to get a graveyard shift in order to pay some of the bills. I mean, I do have some money saved up, but like anybody knows, I mean, when Shea is a fan, you have to get you have to get going, you have to get inventive, and I didn't want to run out of run out of savings right away, so. Yeah. Got a job. I'm glad my girlfriend, Kelly, who's the main artist for the studio, she was able to get a job at a, at an animation studio. So she got a contract until the end of the year. So that's going to set us up for the rest of the year. But now, now what? I mean, after this year, how are we going to really come back to business? Because a lot of the things are going to change, and most of them are going to be not as good as it used to be. So yeah. that's kind of been my my whole quarantine, trying to stay alive and reinvent the whole business that I've been running for the last five years. And now everything that I put together pretty much tumble down. It's the easiest way I could describe it. Just tumble down and I need to put it back together and see what's going to happen. Yeah. Have either one of you guys been using this time to kind of reflect and also see maybe how this could evolve your business that you maybe did not have the time or even the resources to do so before? Like maybe even go into a different avenue that you didn't even think about? For me, yes. It's been a rude awakening that I cannot depend on events anymore Mm -hmm. and that I have enough machinery to move on into other stuff as well as we've been able to expand a lot more of our online store and online content in yeah. order to, uh, you know, reach out to the public that we we weren't able to before. So, yeah, it's kind of, like I said, reinventing the wheel and having to reimagine what you can do with what you have and, you know, kind of step back from events. I mean, that does make total sense. Like, for me, at least, I've been blessed, luckily, to where uh, I am still working while doing all this stuff. Like, I work for the city, and 
Thank God my boss do not know how to use a computer or listen to a podcast. But, like, my boss loves my black ass. So he is making sure that I get my hours while telemarketing, uh, telecommuting and all that stuff. So it has been, like, a bit of awakening, but not as much because we never – actually, it's been kind of the reverse. We never get online sales or anything. Most of our hustle is at a convention and, you know, interacting with people and stuff. This is the first time that we've actually had a decent amount of sales online. Whether it's because people got the stimulus check. Is it stimulus or stimulation? Yeah, stimulus, stimulus check. All right, just making sure. It, it could be either <laughs> at this point. Yeah, it could be both. But both describe it well. People, whether it's people getting a check or whether it's people just saving money and getting unemployment, we've had a rise in sales online. During that time, we transitioned and made our own website and everything. We still didn't really expect sales. We've actually gotten a boost in sales, actually. So yeah. it has helped. And during this downtime or during this time, we haven't really thought of ways to reinvent ourselves in a technical sense because everything is done handmade by us anyway. So yeah, we're just making new shit just to experiment and see how people like it and how they react to it. So for when conventions and other things do come back, we have ways to like, okay, we have all this shit now. Please take our shit. You know, like it's something new that we've been fine tuning. During this whole thing, I've been actually trying to fine tune to get better at screen printing and uh, cutting and doing different stuff. Hell, I taught myself how to use a sewing machine. The results may vary. Your discretion is advised. It is not that good. I can sew one mask, but yo, that's one more than I did within yeah. my lifetime. You know, so it's it's been weird. Like I don't have to reinvent myself. But at the same time, I'm doing shit that's going to help me in the future. Yeah. So maybe we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yellow. Fuck it. Absolutely. I, mean, I think this is a perfect time to rebrand, to have a new outlook, and also kind of see this whole thing of going from event based to either online sales or even, you know, being other different things as well. I mean, especially with, with Victor, with um, Artisan Studios, is you guys have a lot of really cute awesome designs that people can also use just even in a digital platform, um, you know, that you guys could, can do really for that. Um, you know, what, what's one thing that you guys kind of want to learn? Maybe if we have a little bit more time with this quarantine, like if we are stuck in this for like a couple more months, you know, is there anything that you guys have been wanting to look into, you know, for boosting sales or also even just, um, making your, uh, company, more engaging with the, you know, with people? One of the things that I have looked into it, it's, um, as you know, I have a lot of machinery, like direct-to-garment, laser cutting, vinyl yeah. cutting, uh, and some other machinery, and I'm also pretty good as far as working with my hands. It's kind of like dividing my business, seeing if I could do more of the factory-type business and do more... Uh, custom-made orders for people rather than just mass production. I think that's one of the things that I would like to go into. Um, in my opinion, I don't think we're going to be back online until next year. So I'm looking at the year, okay, so what can I do the rest of the year? Yeah. To, like, better my skills, better the company, and overall be more productive with what I have. Because let's be realistic. If anybody thinks that we're going to just be able to hop back into conventions and 
ride it like we used to, it's, it's not, gonna happen. not the way that it's going to happen. A lot of people are going to get sick coming up with a lot of business reopening, and we're going to go right back to the quarantine. So I'm at this point, I'm planning on the long term of things instead of the short term, because even if business open up again, I'm planning not to, because it will be very responsible for me to yeah. do these things knowing that the pandemic is not going away, that it, it could affect people in many different ways, especially because now it has mutated. I know at least five different strains of the virus are now active, and some of them are now even affecting children, something that it was being spared before. Now they're affecting them. So it's very responsible to think that we're going to be back on business yeah. by, I don't know, on the end of September or November. I mean, you know, Tyler, we are also part of Ronan. I'm also part I'm a, I'm on the vice chairman for Ronan, the vice chairman for TitanCon, and also the, one of the runners of uh, OMG, Otaku Marketplace. Yep. And we've been talking that there is realistically no way for us to run an event safely and be able to give the same content as we used to give before. It's just not possible. Yeah. And uh, that's actually going to be one of the bonus episodes where I'm actually recording. I have um, the head of conventions, I think five head, heads of conventions uh, from comics, video games, and anime uh, all going to have... Mm. Have um, I'm gonna have them all on, and we're all gonna be talking together about this. So look out for that next month. But oh. yeah, that one's gonna be really, uh, really hard to moderate because it's a lot of emotion, and it's a lot of not even just them. It's just people like you know, people like you guys, and you know, who rely on that event, who rely on sales, who rely on that awareness and whatnot. Do you think that maybe, um, you know, like I, I kind of want to ask a dark question just so we can we bring it back up throughout the, throughout the convention, yeah. or, uh, throughout, throughout this question. bonus. I, I do want to ask a dark question. Uh, are there any regrets about you guys as how you um, kind of showed yourselves off at the events? Do you guys wish that you guys kind of treated the events a little bit differently? Uh, awareness, uh, how you um, maybe promoted yourselves as well? No. <laughs> okay, to my defense, the only reason why I'm saying fuck no is because of the fact that uh, while while growing up, my father taught me very something very important. He said, "Live with no regrets." Right. At one point, no matter if you make a bad decision, at one point in your head, it was a good decision. Yeah. So you should not live with no regrets whatsoever. And I and I believe in that model 100. Like there are things, yes, I could have done differently. There are things where I could have done it better, worded things. Hell, I could have even toned it down a little bit because I'm kind of extra and people don't like me being extra and shit. But when it comes, comes to regretting things like that, fuck no. I don't regret that worth the damn. Every action and everything that I've done, I love with a passion. I enjoyed doing it with a passion. If I can most likely do it again, I fucking would if it doesn't offend nobody. But whatever. Yeah. In this case, it would have been different to adjust how we handle social media. Because now social media is now a big part, especially yeah. during this pandemic as well, too, where you have to kind of promote yourself, but also still show off things and still be active, even though you have nothing to be active for. Yep. You know, a lot of people would show progress of their like stuff that they're making for conventions and shit and everything. Now that there's no conventions, there's no not really much progress that people are showing. And that hinders a lot of people as well, too. I ain't gonna lie, it hinders me a little bit as well. 
I took three weeks, four weeks, about a month, yeah, just about a month to just fucking relax. I didn't post nothing on social media. I didn't say nothing. Some people text me thought I was dead, even though I wasn't and shit. Like, it was, it was things like that, but it was also a nice kind of break and step back from dealing with cons. Because if we didn't have cons, I take that back, I'm sorry. If we did have cons, I would be 100% stressed the fuck out because we had like three cons back to back while during midterms and school and shit. It's a yeah. struggle, you know? So, yeah, I, I no think, grip. I, I think there's a whole thing with, with you, uh, which is a little bit different from like Victor and a lot of other people, a lot of sellers, is that yes, there are sellers going to college, but like, you, you guys don't like you guys don't do artist alley. You guys are, you know, sellers. You, you have the big booths. Here, here's the thing, and I'll tell you this right now because a lot of people don't know this. We only do the big shit because that's what we can afford. Get yeah. Artist alley is a very competitive fucking demographic, yep. and I don't mean to insult no artists whatsoever, but there are good artists around. There are a lot of artists out there that are like, oh shit, I drew this one thing once, and people want to buy it. Fuck it, let me d- dive deep into this. Where yep. I'm not saying they're not good artists, but I'm like, all right, come on, dog. You, you, just because you got one sale doesn't mean you can just fully inept into this shit, you yep. know. And unfortunately, because of us, we we hand make stuff. We are we're not like traditional artists. Which which oh by the way, hold up, because Erica's actually getting more to traditional art and shit because she's been drawing shit like crazy, yeah, and everything. She's been drawing shit so we can get into actual artist alley now and like have that because before we just had the perlers or we just had the hats and the clothing and a lot of people would reject us because oh you're not traditional artists you deserve you should belong in uh vendors and everything and we're like yeah but we're artists and we make everything so i was like all right fuck it it's better to have something rather than nothing so we get denied for artist alley i fuck it i'll just pay for an exhibitor spot at least we're still there you yeah. know and we have to remind people that we're still artists. We just only do this because this is what we can get. <laughs> because for some reason, no one acknowledges us as artists, even though we make 3D art and clothing instead of like traditional paper and prints, you know? Yep. So still rough though, because that's just expensive. Look, I Tyler, I'm looking at you look look me now. Okay, look. <laughs> if you had the choice to pay for an exhibitor spot or an artist alley spot. And one of them is only one hundred fifty dollars, and the other is a thousand fucking dollars. Which one are you gonna choose? Yeah, the one hundred fifty, but it's a lot harder exactly. to get them. Exactly, exactly. But if you have to pay a thousand to have a guaranteed spot somewhere, and you are very confident enough to know you can get that money back, you're gonna go with the thousand dollar one, even though you don't want to go with the thousand dollar one. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. It's bullshit, but it is what it is. Absolutely. So for yeah, for me, for me, I could say that uh, for me, it's very different. Uh, I, I started in Artist Alley and one of the major things that I regret as co-owner of the company is not create a strong social media presence. That is something that I regret, uh, not expanding on and creating more of that online content for people because I was solely driven on events. And that is something, like Matthew said, that now it has become an essential part of being a vendor. Yeah. And that is something that uh, our team is trying to change and move forward and trying to recapture that. I mean, it's not too late. It is going to be a lot more difficult, but it's not too late. Uh, one of the main things that I, 
I personally need to work on is how this is going to affect the business overall because I never, I always had like a one-year plan, maybe a two-year plan. But now with this happening, I mean, this is going to have ripples down five years from now, 10 years from now. This is something that now I need to create and sit down and create a business plan that is going to be solid for the next five, 10 years. Yeah. So that's one of the two things that I regret. Like Matthew said, like, as a vendor, it is a lot more difficult to us because we have a lot more inventory. We have a lot more expenses. We have a lot more things that we need to carry with us. So it does hinder us in what we can offer it because when you're a vendor, you can't just call China and be like, hey, can you just do a thousand of this one little keychain and just put it up? We're trying to create it ourselves. Like I have a laser cutter. I sell keychains, but by no means I could create a thousand of one kitchen without dying yeah. because everything is handmade. Everything is laser cut, everything is designing house and everything is put together in house. So it is difficult for us to be able to be like, yeah, I'm going to fit in a little small table and be able to cover all my overhead. A lot of artists can't do it because they do a digital print and they mass produce it a million times and be able to sell them. Well, I can't because I'm, like Matthew said, he's teaching me how to print my own shirts. He has taught me how to use a lot of the vinyl color. I know how to use the laser machine. I know how to use a lot of other things. So I, my team and myself, we do everything on, by hand. So it's really yeah. hard for me to squeeze myself in a small table. Therefore, I evolved from going from artist alley to a vendor spot. And like Matthew also touched, a lot of people don't consider vendors as artists or artisans because we mass produce things like no we don't yeah we have the same thing as an artist table but we are holding different standards so going yeah. forward i am going to be breaking away from a lot of the old standards that i used to have i am thankful that kelly's an amazing artist and i'm going to be utilizing a lot more of her skills in our business um so that is one of the things that we're going to be changing i mean i have seen other companies such as Creators Guild, that they kind of have taken a step back and kind of started to create, be more creative in the digital content. So I want to take a page out of their playbook and see what can I do to kind of go down the route. And as we have seen it, uh, a lot of people have to adapt or they will die, and that's kind of the environment we're in right now. So I'm, I feel regretful that I didn't put the pieces in play yeah. As soon as I heard the whole thing coming in, or even before that, knowing that something like this could happen at any time, and I think I just got too comfortable in the routine, and this is a great way to like break away from the routine. Like Matthew said, I mean, after the pandemic, dude, I went into a depression. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, like, I saw something that I was working for years, like literally fall apart within weeks. Um, yeah. I was. I was able wow. to get a loan from the government from the uh, 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 pandemic relief, the COVID-19 relief. But, I mean, I applied the night they opened the website. The night they opened the website. And it took a month and a half for me to get any money. Wow. And I had to jump through a lot of hoops. I had to call a lot of people. And my, my credit score got hit multiple times by day. By them, because every time they run a background on, my, on me, 
I kept losing points. So it cost me a lot to get the loan, but that loan is going to set me be able to pay the rent for the next of the year and cover some of the expenses. So now I just need to figure it out how to cover the rest of the expenses. So I'm planning now for the long road. I mean, that's something that I regret not doing before. Having a stronger social media presence, just like Matthew said, we ended up offering up our own website, um, offering more services, and now we're trying to evolve into a company that doesn't need events. Because I really believe that events are not going to be as good as they used to be. Yeah. In my right. mind, it's really hard to picture 100,000 people, 120,000 people cramming to one building like last year. So that is a big difference on the social economics and the environment that we're going to be seeing coming up. Yeah. Got to keep in mind. Also, got to keep in mind, too, since uh, we're quarantined and shit. Social media has become a fucking enigma in itself right now. Yeah. Unfortunately, oh. more titties and more booty is starting to show up. And unfortunately, for us to sell ourselves sometimes, we got to just get half naked. And Victor, I love you, dog, but I don't want to see you half naked. Okay. And I know you don't want to see me half naked. So, like, we can't do that right now. Like, you also do have two hot girls that work for you, Victor. So, technically speaking, you do what you got to do. Okay. okay. I can ask Erica to do it, but I know she ain't going to do that shit. So, I got to promote myself and show off my ass. And I don't want to do that. Dude, I will have to show my ass before I get either of those two. I'm pretty sure you can get that. the cat to do it. Positive. <laughs> I am positive you can get the cat to do it at least. I'm fucking positive. <laughs> All right? I'm semi-positive at least. But for me, it's been a fucking weird. Because, yeah, we have to build our social media presence. But unfortunately, yo, sex sells. And people want to see half-naked women or half-naked dudes or whatever. And I don't. I ain't attractive. Victor, you got the beard, so you you kind of good and shit, you know. So <laughs> it, it's it's gonna be hard to build our social media, especially because like like I I can and I can't exaggerate this. I can watch a girl, and this hurts me. I can watch a girl on TikTok or Instagram literally shake their hips, just moving them back and forth, swaying their hips, and will destroy any amount of likes and attention that I will ever get in my fucking lifetime. So. I have and no. Idea I mean, I you know, um, knowing a little bit more about, I mean, your stance and stuff like that. I mean, do you have screen caps? You do have somebody really big who has promoted your stuff, and there's no, who is also to a lot of us probably one of the most gorgeous women in the world, Kaho Shibuya. Um, you you have her wearing your stuff and promoting it. There's no problem with sharing it on your feed. Here's the thing, though. Love Kaho. Just- God, the woman's amazing. Love her to death. Oh, she's adorable as fuck, too. But having her promote me once in a blue moon does help. But compared to someone else who gets a constant feed of stuff, you know, for example, like if well, Tahoe Shopman and, and gave you, you an need, example. You need, you need to build no, – what I'm saying is, is that like, like, like you need to use those screen caps and use those – into your posts and also weave oh, it into your advertising as well which is is important that is something i should do at the same time though there's a thing called clout chasing that i don't do mm. and that kind of thing is kind of clout chasing saying hey i got her to wear my shit y'all should wear my shit too Doing it once in a while was fine but if i keep banking off that then it's not going to help me grow as a person or help me grow as a company if I'm just relying on one person yeah. or one thing to help me kind of get exposed. Absolutely. Other people can do it, 
but I'm also very fucking hard headed too. And if I'm going to get like known and shit to build my, it's going to be because of me and my partner and because of our work that we do. It's not because this mm. one girl who is amazing with Tiggo Biddies is wearing all my shit, you know? Yeah. That goddamn, she got some Tiggo Biddies and I fucking love it. But I can't bank off that. I have to bank off my skills, yeah. my knowledge, and what we present. So it and it just sucks at how social media has progressed in that kind of way to where people sex does sell, but at the same time, will sex get me money or are they just here just for the girl? You and, know? And, and that's why like and that's oh, the dilemma. And that was gonna be like my next question as well was going to be uh talking about your guys' brands because yours is a little bit more on the lewd side. Yours is more on 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 like a, a sexual kind of um promoting and and everything. Compared to others, nah, man. I'm tamed as we're tamed as fuck. Oh no, no, no. I, I that's true. It, it's true. I'm, I'm like like the words and stuff like that. Like some of the clothing as well. Where Victor's a lot more wholesome as well. Um, I mean, have you guys kind of thought about like maybe um, you know, there's a lot of stuff that you can do with modeling that either can promote either or, especially with cosplayers at home. Have you guys even thought about? You know, just oh. reaching out to him, giving <laughs> okay. let let let, yeah. let me take yeah, that one, this. Matthew. <laughs> let me take this one first, Matthew. You go, go ahead, go ahead, man. Go oh ahead. Lord Jesus Christ, you you, you just opened up a Pandora's box, 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 dog. Yeah, yo, yo, I'm letting you know when, you, when I get to talk, I'm gonna rant for like about a solid ten minutes on this shit. But whatever, go okay, ahead. Okay, so uh, as far as going to promoting our products and stuff, like yeah, you uh, you hit it right with our products. Um, Kelly is very cute, drying, very wholesome type of style. So it's very hard for us to go into the loot. We have plans to do some uh, implied stuff, but nothing really loot. And a lot of things came to a halt because of this pandemic. Yeah. Um, as far as promoting our stuff through cosplayers, I could tell you I work and I have deal with a lot of cosplayers, and I mean a lot of big cosplayers. Some of them are very controversial. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I could tell you, though, the cosplayer community is very volatile. You can never depend on them. Mm. Uh, one day, they will be your best friends, and next day, they will hate you. Yep. And it's very difficult to build a brand, to build a relationship to build a community with that type of environment. It has become evident that many cosplayers are there just for the money. They are not the there cloud. for the community. They are not there for, yeah, for the cloud. They're not there for anything else but to be famous and to make money out of their fans. And I agree with it. I mean, I agree that you, can, you have to make money. I mean, everything is a business. Things have to be transactional. You have to be able to... Uh, See where you're spending your money, but when everything you do is just about money, and you're willing to sell everything for money, then you can't really be dependent on. Because mm. if somebody else gives you another offer and you really have a verbal agreement with somebody, you're gonna betray a verbal agreement in a drop of a hat and move on to the next person. And I have come across time and time after. I mean, I have a sponsor. Cosplayers, and I like to sponsor the people that are coming up. Like I mentioned before, I like working with my hands. I could do lighting. I work with LED. I can make props. I can make a lot of things. And I have helped a lot of a lot of cosplayers create a lot of stuff. Unfortunately, 
that relationship could go really dark really quickly if you don't are pleased to their demands. And that's mm. one of the things as a business owner I can do. I mean, I have friends that are cosplayers, like, you know, Kim Cosplay? Yeah, Kim. You have her in your show. Yeah, we go back, dude, we go back like five, four years now. I, her and I are really good friends. I know her whole family. They know me. I have support her every step of the way because I believe as a person, she is amazing and she's yeah. very talented. She's she very is, yeah. crafty. But unfortunately, she's not lewd. So she has never had the recognition that she deserves because she hasn't been into the lewd side of cosplay. I mean, the, and yeah. all the lewd cosplayers are really hard to work with. But like I said, they're only chasing the money. And they will agree with you at that moment. But if something else bigger comes up, you're gone. You're gone. Yeah. I don't. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to name. Yeah, I don't want to name anybody. I don't want to drop any. That, Shit, like, I will. Names or any, no, no, no. Don't do that. No, don't we're good. Do that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't. I so. Uh, well, so uh, I, I may have misspoke. I meant like just getting some models, like or just talking to people, like, hey, oh, no, 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 yeah, yeah, no, it, it, and, no and, 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 and paying them for like, hey, can you, can I? No, no, and, and no, I totally mm. agree. And I, some of the agreements that I've had with these people that have they backed up last minute out of, or they played it very shady, where agreements with money was involved. Where agreements were prologue, mm. I was going to be creating stuff for them, was involved, and last minute, they decided not to do it. So one thing that I have now, came out, like something that I have made clear by other people, more successful business, is that you can't do that. Yeah. You can't depend on these people. You have to create, like Matthew said, the business on yourself. Yeah, you can give them like, like any other company, you can give them a free stuff, and if promoted, they promote it. If they don't, then they don't. But you just write it off at the end of the year as a present or something like that. Yeah. But as as modeling, pay gig modeling, if you don't have a black and white contract and involving a lot more fees and going into really detailed modeling contracts for a small business is not worth it because you're going to spend the time, the money, and your resources and you may not ever see that, you know, that pay gift come through. Yeah. So as a small business, I said that it's better to contract smaller people that are willing to model and pay them accordingly to their work other than to go with somebody with the cloud because they know the price of the cloud and they're going to charge you for it. And most likely you're not going to see that money spent on that type of person translating to your business. I'm not going to name somebody, but there is one person that was charging me about $800 just to give me a shout out on their story. Not even on their, on their pictures. Yeah. It was on their story. So, yeah, it's a 24 hour thing, but, oh, like $800 for that. Yeah. You have about, you know, over 200,000 followers, but, I will have to sell, dude, so I will have to sell, to, like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, like, I will have to sell, like, $3,000 just to make up those $800 that I invested, so. In 800, in it's less really than hard to, hours, too? No. Yeah, and in less than 24 hours, it's like, oof, that's, uh, 
that's a very big investment for a small company. And yeah, I agree with you. There, they could be great too for us to move forward, but use utilizing uh, their help could come at a great cost if you're not sure of what you're doing. Yeah. And yeah. unfortunately, like Matthew and I, we're in the minority when it comes to uh, vendors. Yep. I'm Hispanic. He's black. We're not like the crowd. Like you look left and you look right, you see Asian and white. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, and both of us are male, which is even worse. Yep, yep, uh, yep. It's a lot harder for us to grow our brands because just to throw a brand out there, uh, uh, what the Creators Guild they utilize a lot of Asian people, a lot of very attractive people. I have helped the brand grow. Uh, what is Kimpo? Same deal. They're very attractive people. They use a very attractive costume. And people flock to them mm-hmm. to be part of what they are. Yeah. Uh, Senpai Squad, same thing. Like You see a lot of all these brands, and unfortunately, a lot of bias comes into people because of how the people look. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I was saying before reinventing my brand comes to more showcase what we make instead of showcasing the people that makes it. Absolutely. Uh, if that makes any sense. Absolutely. So just okay. to recap everything that I was saying, uh, as a small business, and Matthew will go more into detail, it's God, yes. a small business to us, especially that we work in the entertainment and convention side of things, it is very difficult to depend on people. They unfortunately want to live the Instagram life, and the same life, and they're not really attached to reality. And it's really hard for us to communicate business when they don't yeah. understand business themselves. Mm-hmm. So as far as branding, I think I learned from uh, another friend that she owns a color company. She makes uh, anime or geek-type color, pet colors. Uh, and she was telling us that actually paying for advertisement through Google, through all these other uh, medias will benefit a lot more than paying some influencer to promote your uh, to promote your items. Yeah. Matthew, take it away. Yeah, buddy. Well, hold on. Let's talk back to this text real quick. I'm saying hello, dope. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so going back to these cloud chasing ass motherfuckers. All right, because I'm about to fucking go off right now, but not really going to do it respectfully. What Victor was saying with the whole uh, people. At least the anime community or at least the cosplay community do only follow like what's popular sometimes. So I personally would like to do a reverse clout chase, which is like it's a small business. Uh, that's like me. I'm getting known for what we have and what we do. And then when we grow enough, then we'll be known enough to where other people attract uh, come to us and be like, hey, can yeah. I model your stuff? And they have high numbers. I'm like, mm, we'll talk about it. But a lot of the cosplay community does a lot of cloud chasing. They will only communicate or talk to brands or people who are high in numbers or who are well-known and yeah. so on and so forth. And going by what Victor said, it does have to do with being attractive as well, too. I mean, like maybe one other person is like the only black vendor. Victor is like the only Hispanic vendor. And unfortunately, a lot of these other brands are just typical once attractive Asian women or white women or whatever. And that's why I say Victor's got a chance because he got two Asian girls working for him and they both thick. So he could definitely get that money. But <laughs> I, on the other hand, 
that that don't work like that. No. And it, it just sucks the fact that for us to try and do business with an actual cosplayer to actually try and pay them as a model, because I'm hard headed. I I'm I'm a shitty businessman, but I'm a businessman. If I'm gonna ask you for help or something, I'm going to pay you, whether it's in cash money or whether it's in two hundred fucking chicken nuggets. I don't give a fuck. I will pay you. But unless I give them not only something very incentive, what's the one I'm looking for? Unless I give them something very beneficial to them, or they actually are just like chill people, yeah. 99% of the time, they will ignore you or go to another person who has more clout or more followers than you and will work with them instead of you. And it's, it's just devastating, you yeah. know, because you're like, okay, I'm trying to be business like, I'm trying to. Reach out to other cos- I'm trying to work with lower cosplayers, well-known cosplayers. I have been burned so many damn times by like, okay, I'm gonna give you something. All I ask is all I ask is for a shout out. That's it. Yeah. They don't even do that. They take three months to four months to do something. And then when I say something finally, they're like, Oh, okay, let me do the shout out. So it took you four fucking months to give me something that only would have took you, I don't know, Two five seconds, minutes. Yeah. Selfie. Click, boom, post it, that's it. That's all I asked for. And it, it, it just is devastating. So with the whole business side of it, it's better to not reach out for like models and not to reach out and do this kind of thing because if these models and these people really like your stuff, they're going to wear your stuff constantly yeah. and they're going to enjoy it, which gives you that publicity and that uh, exposure that is useful. Perfect example is uh, the Kyle. queen of costumes herself, Miss Negri. She's a wonderful person. I've met her once. She put her titties on my head. It was great. She's, but, she, she's actually a very, very nice person I've actually met several oh God, times. Yes. I, I actually have a lot of respect for her, and I know there's a lot of there's a lot of people who say a lot of nasty things about her, but I actually have to give her credit. I think she's actually really great, and I think she actually really oh, cares yeah. about... I think she really does care about the geek, the geek community. So She does, and, and, and with her, like doing stuff as well too was really nice as well too perfect example was her uh her and creators guild her and creators guild have had some kind of relationship or known stuff i'm not really sure but um she has some of their stuff and will once in a blue moon post something about it because she like loves the slippers or she like wears the shorts or the shirt or something that's because she genuinely likes it yeah and just wears it all the time so they're getting free publicity without like asking or paying or anything because he just genuinely likes it. Exactly. But with other people, unless you, unless they actually buy from you, you giving them something is kind of a waste. Unless you have a hard core straight up contract, you have an agreement and you have so on and so forth and all that stuff. They are most cosplayers or people like that aren't even going to do anything because they have more important things to work on. Quote unquote, or, they got somebody else who has more clout and they're going to shout them out first and all that shit as well too, you know? And it's, it's, it's shit, but it is what it is. And even on the reverse side of it, going for models that are not in the anime community or in the cosplay community, that right there is going to be difficult as well too, because, okay, I can go out and go ask somebody to wear this item and take photos and I can promote this as well too. Right. I can do that. No, I can pay someone a hundred dollars just to wear some shit. Give me a few photos. I'll sell it back. Here's the dilemma with that as well, too. 
if I post that photo and I post those things to show it off saying, hey, we have these items, are the people who are liking it here for the girl or are they here because they like the item? And when they're here for the girl, most of the time they're here just to see the girl or a guy who's attractive, whatever the fuck it is. They're there to see the person. They want to see more of him or her. And when people like follow and realize, oh, this was a one-time thing, I'm not going to see much more of this, they dip out. They dip mm-hmm. out. You just kind of wasted your money. You actually may lose followers because it's like, oh, shit, hot girl. More hot girl? No? I right, peace. That's usually how it goes as well, too. Yeah. So, yeah, when Kaho, Mr. Shibuya, shouts me out sometimes, it helps. But then we'll get a fluctuation of, like, 50 followers. Then out of those 50 followers, they realize, okay, this is just a random shout-out. That 50 followers, maybe 45 will dip out again. So me may gain five followers, but out of those five followers, either they're there for the content or they're just like there because they're just there, you know? Yeah. So it doesn't really benefit us, and it's kind of a weird catch-22. So, yeah, sometimes you need the clout to actually get the proper exposure that you need, but for you to gain that clout sometimes, it's not worth it, mm. nor is it easy because you have to pay for it or you have to have these certain conditions to make sure you are known. Be honest, that's why I kept telling Victor, just have the cat, just have the cat get half naked, just wear a booty shorts, dog, and you can get that money like that. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you know more hot people than I do, Victor. Okay, you can easily get any of these niggas dress up and promote you, no problem. Half naked, easy money. I can't do that, unfortunately. I can't because I'll be honest, half the people I know ain't that attractive in the first place. The other half want money, and I ain't got that kind of money either, so, like, it's just fucking hard. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I have I have the privilege to know a lot of people that are willing to model for me, uh, but like I was saying before, I want to make sure now that everybody is properly compensated and the right paperwork is on hand, just because I have seen so many deals go sour that I'm more hesitant to just reach out to anybody and just be like, hey, yeah. could you do this for me? Well, and you know that I have, like, artists that are, and photographers that I haven't, that are very close to me and I could, like, depend on. But still, you want to make sure that everybody is properly compensated for yeah, everything. Victor, remember remember what happened at ALA with the girl with the socks and the, and the hats and shit? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. So, Tyler. Here's an example of how much we've been fucked over, right? There was a girl at ALA. She she was a cloud chasing ass nigga. That's what I'll say. Um, that went around to different companies was like, oh, hey, here's my Instagram. I have forty five thousand followers and yada yada yada. Can I do like an exchange or kind of like a shout out and so on and so forth? And at the time, I was like, eh, fuck it, sure, maybe they would help. Not only did this girl use her clout in her whole following go around to different booths asking for free shit basically she didn't even shout nobody out unless it was creators guild team fold the ones with the high numbers she did those first huh she bought bought those and shouted them out but with all the free stuff she didn't do nothing until months later where me and somebody else kind of called her out on some shit and then all of a sudden, oh, hey, these are my favorite brands, and this is my clothing, and yada, 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 and shit. And it took that much just for a, a quick five-second selfie. She ended up deleting it a week later 
because she was like, oh, I'm just going to do this real quick, get it done out the way because she deleted her shit and just was promoting more people and stuff. So it's one of those. Yeah, it's terrible. It's not worth it. Sometimes it's not worth it because you think people do this constantly and they just go around saying, hey, I have this many followers. Can I have some free stuff? And that's what some of the mentality is from these people. It is. And it, it is sucks. Like, don't don't get me wrong. If I was a skinny, young, white woman, <laughs> I would low-key try to do this shit maybe. I don't know. But I, I would that's what I would doing. never want to I would never want to steal <laughs> and also like I would want to be a person of my word. And I, I think that that's yeah. just that is that is terrible. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm like, I'm not and, gonna steal either, but you know, if I was skinny and white, then fuck it, let's see if I can get some free shit, you know? Absolutely. But I'm at least trying to hold up to my word, at least. And these people, and a lot of these people, do not hold up to their word because, I mean, they're forgetful and they're young. I mean, I get it, shit. Yeah. I, I understand if you're being forgetful or young, but you know, communication is key with this shit as well too. Because with one bad post, I could call you the fuck out and have a lot of people behind my back and. That could either hurt you or help you. I don't know. Exactly. It sucks that you can't really trust people and people won't, you know, hold their, their end of the bargain. And um, I definitely understand that. And so, I mean, definitely eye-opening for me. Um, you know, we've been trying to redo our Instagram where we're promoting more of our shows and our content by doing more videos and then posting up some funny... Um, our, our Instagram is going to be more about just promoting our shows and also showing the funny pictures where we'll be utilizing Twitter and, and Facebook on more about the actual like content. Um, but you know, and so like, I, I definitely understand really, you know, working with other people and trying to have them be on, you know, hold their end of the bargain. It's kind of like the same thing with us with, we would be, you know, recording with somebody to promote their stuff and then they won't promote, you know, the episode that they're on. You know, which kind of sucks because it's kind of like, okay, cool, we're promoting you, but you're not reciprocating, yeah. and, and, and that's a whole, you know. I think in every industry or in anything that's creative, it's just that's just like the whole thing that kind of goes around with it. But um, you know, with my last question with you guys is that you guys have been, you know, working on creating new new products. Um, you know, what what can we find from you guys now, and where can they buy your stuff? Well, right now, like I said, my my girlfriend, which is my the artist for the company. She's big into Animal Crossing, so she's starting to develop a lot more prints and a lot more stickers uh, based on Animal Crossing and her take on it. So a lot of her prints and a lot of her stuff is going to be up in uh, artisanstudio.com. Mm. Nice. And for now, I think that's pretty much what we've been working on. Like I said, I'm taking a step back and having to reestablish everything that we were doing to re to be able to redo more with what we have, to be able to do more with what we have. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, unlike him, I'm going like full steam ahead. I ain't gonna lie. So, so because of, because like I said, because of quarantine and actually the semester for us is actually ending next week. Um, all I have is finals left and then I'll have nothing but ample amount of time to work on more shit. Yeah. So, so far, we have we have like five new stickers, including the demon girl I just showed you. I'm currently working on a non-magical magical club t-shirt, which is like a spin-off of the whole anti-social social club shit and everything. Um, we just we just dropped the 
shit, what's name? Oh, the waifu material shorts. Yeah. As well as the hella thick joggers and the JoJo joggers as well too. Uh, we're also releasing a T-shirt called Arigato gozaimasu. Thank you so much, God of Wind, because on the back of it is going to be the God of Wind blessing us in a very yes. nice way. I love yeah, it, buddy. That's topical. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, so it's a little lewd, but it's not bad. And basically, we're we're not rebranding ourselves, but we may drop a subsection of our brand. So hmm. uh, after dark may show up soon nice which will be the lube side of stuff so depending on when we actually decide to put it out and all that stuff but basically we're just making shit just because we ain't got nothing else to fucking do we're like yeah will this sell let's find out so that's what we're doing basically absolutely and um i actually okay i i i lied i i said that was the last question it's not uh so with commissions not on the horizon we were talking about we were talking about um, conventions that may be uh, happening in that um, this was before we started recording. You might be you might be uh, going to Texas for a convention, correct? They are backing down as shit. Oh, God. Yeah. Wait, Victor, are you going as well, too, or no? Uh, I'm on the fence on that, to tell the truth. Um like, I, I'm not, I'm not going to go-go, but, like, they aren't backing down, and I'm kind of interested to see how they play this out. I mean, to tell the truth, I mean, I... My business side of me is saying, like, dude, fuck it, it's money, let's go. But the... The, <laughs> the health side, yeah. The health side, the more, you know, caring side about things is, like, by you backing this convention, you're setting the president that it is okay to be to be uh, that kind of convention that is willing to risk their people health, just yeah. so you can stay in business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm like a 70% no, a 30% yes going. Um, like I said, it's still very, I'm very much on the fence. So see where it lands, see how the summer takes the precautions i mean i will have to see a lot of things which reminds me i need to reach out on the, uh, reach out to them and see what are they planning to do and what kind of safety measures if they are gonna stay you know stay in business if they're gonna be taking any precautions for the people going if everybody has to wear masks and stuff yeah. like that yeah. so there is a lot of things to be seen i mean there is a 70 percent of me saying no we're okay. I could. Uh, we can survive this long winter without having to do an event. And thirty percent of me is saying like, "Fuck it, it's an event." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, like a lot of cons in Texas actually kind of just canceled. Like RTX, which is Rooster Teeth Expo, canceled their convention. Their stuff is going on usually July, uh, July weekend and everything. It's a well-known convention down in Austin. Yep. They canceled it and postponed it, which says a lot because it's one of the biggest conventions down there. This convention, Anime Matsuri, which is funny, it's fucking hilarious, is not only not backing down, they just announced, like, two new guests, including the lovely Miss Kaho as a guest as well, too, which is like, okay, how are they going to play this out? Are they really not going to um, back down? Are they really going to try and move forward with this convention? Or is Texas going to shut them the fuck down? Yeah. Sooner or later, because right now I believe Texas kind of like reopened the state, right? Or they're yeah. allowing. Yeah. They reopened this. 
they reopened the business, but I believe a uh, large gathering is still no part of the reopening. Yeah. So we don't know exactly how much uh, this is going to happen or when it's going to happen because for all we know, look, a fucking cure can be made next fucking week. No, 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 no. Would you look? I can hope, dog. I right, no. I, look, sir. You hear about them testing in llamas and shit? They were like looking into llama blood and llama <laughs> and like semen and shit to see if they can cure this shit. I mean, anything's fucking possible. Sir, <laughs> anything's fucking possible. Anything's possible, but let's be realistic. Yeah. Yo, you have to suck a llama's dick to get the cure. Would you do it? <laughs> no, fuck no. Because <laughs> realistically speaking, it will take. About 18 months at minimum to create a vaccination that could actually be safe enough yeah. to be on, to be used on people. I mean, yeah, we can rush something in a year, but we leave a lot of window, a lot big yeah. window for error and for people to have like uh, what they call side effects from it or even be allergic to it. So even if five percent of the population is allergic to the to the vaccination, then you that five percent of the of the population that may die by the shot itself. So, yeah, they, this is like I said, it's a long winter, and I know the sun is coming up here and there, but it's gonna be cold. It's gonna be a long winter, so we just really need to get in the mindset that we need to really plan the long way. I mean, I'm thankful that we are okay financially, and mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are hurting right now because I mean, all their income is gone. Uh, this employment is like four or five million people behind on applications, and yeah. you know it's really difficult to get anywhere, any get anything or go anywhere. So I just think we as vendors we need to also keep in mind that we have a responsibility of keeping our customers safe, yeah. and by us being an event, we just promoting the spread of this disease, which is. Look, it's so bad. The disease is so bad that even the Pentagon and the CIA released videos of aliens being chased by fighter jets, and yeah. no one gave a shit about No one gave a shit about I forgot about that. Dude, no yeah. one gave a shit about it. And I was like, dude, did you say the aliens are real? And no one cared. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. So bad. that is how bad of a disease this is. I mean, like... Something that we've been speculating from, like, I don't know. Forever? The last 100 <laughs> years, maybe more. No, thousands and they thousands go, of years. Yeah. Like, well, I think more, back in the day, they knew they were real. We just lost that yeah. knowledge somewhere along the line. So, I mean, in the last 200 years, we wanted to know, are we really alone? And they just said that we we're not. And no one cared. Nope. No one cared. No, it, it, didn't, it didn't even fucking bat an eye on people. I'm like, nobody even went like, this for real? Not even a meme. That's how you know. That's how you know people didn't give a shit. Not even a meme was made out of it. Yeah. Yeah, Something man. I'm like waiting for the stimulus check for that shit. That's why. They didn't give a I fuck. know, dude. No. I'm telling you, this is how bad the situation is. And as vendors, we need to keep those things in mind that we need to be responsible to our customers and we need to keep the people in power accountable for their power. Yeah. Like, events have the power, and they need to be talking to their uh, to their uh, venues, to their contracts, and be like, hey, you know, shit is not going well. What can we do? How can we work this out? You get me? Everybody's mm-hmm. willing to work things out because they know that if they lose out and people flip over and go bankrupt, they're not going to get the money back. 
So all these people are willing to open up the table, but nobody's willing to take the first step and be like, hey, let me be the adult in this, you know, in this situation, and let's let's reconsider what we're doing and see how we can do things safely, yeah. but still be able to provide the content that we want to provide. Even if it's a later time, like it doesn't have to be now. Like we have grown up, I believe we have grown up in a whole environment of like, I want it now, it has to be now, 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 now. Like, no, motherfucker, take a couple of days, take a few months, take a year, re, re-evaluate the situation and then go back in and be able to evaluate things with a clear mind. I know you're struggling for money, we all are, but at the end of the day, the, the disease is dead. We're going to die. Like like we were talking earlier before recording, people with no underlying conditions have died in a matter of hours. I mean, yeah. and I have said it, we're reliving 1918. We're reliving those two years from 1918 to 1920 of World War I and everything that more people die from the Spanish flu than fucking war. So that's something we need to keep in mind. We're reliving. I mean, like, if you go... If any of you guys listening, go back and reread what happened in those years and what's happening now. The yeah. only difference is we have social media. Mm-hmm. And stupid, it's the second pandemic we're dealing with. So we just need to be more conscious that we're not doing it for us. We're doing it for our communities, for our people, for the people we care. And even the people we don't care about, yeah. but we're doing it for the good of everyone. I mean, if you... If people can't even imagine how bad things can be, then don't do it. Don't. Like, learn from other countries that haven't abided by those rules. And come on, let's just keep on moving forward. We're going to get through this, but we need to be together. We need to be able to come together and really... Stay the fuck home. (laughs) Yeah, stay the fuck home and be able to embrace. Yeah, and be, be able to embrace each other and I think that's one of the things that as community especially in the anime community uh, it has become very competitive who's famous who has this who has that and we forgot why we do this event yeah we do this event because we want to come together as people and embrace what we love I mean we love anime we love the a lot of the Japanese culture we enjoy a lot of this community but we're forgetting that this is for our our enjoyment not as a business, and if we yeah. forget the people, real people, and a lot of a lot of people that go to this event, unfortunately, are immunocompromised. Yep. Yeah. We could see a lot of our fellow friends being taken due to this pandemic. So there is a lot of things that are not being spoken right now, and I feel that as we go forward, the winter is only going to get colder. It's only going to get darker, and we're going. We haven't experienced the worst of this. New York has gone through a really dark chapter, but I don't think that the end of that chapter, and I think the country in itself, especially the rural areas of this country, have really dark days ahead of them. And I really feel that us as vendors, us as the community, we need to be con- we need to be conscientious, take the responsibility, and yeah. be able to do the right thing by canceling the event by distancing ourselves from one another. I don't see how feasible it could be to have a great number, I mean, thousands of people in one building and think that we're not going to spread the disease. It's just yep. not, 
not possible. I'm sorry. Even if we all carry N95 masks, even if we, like, use hand sanitizer all day, every day, it's just not possible. There is going to be somebody who doesn't follow the rules, and we're going to have another spike of this disease. So I, if you're listening to it and the pandemic is still going on, just keep in mind, it's not just you, it's everybody around you yeah. that is going to pay the price for what's happening if we don't abide by the people who are doing the research. Not by the politicians. Good Lord, don't listen to the politicians. Yeah. Nope. Don't. Listen Please, don't to the people who... Yeah. Huh? Listen to don't the doctors, yeah. Please, no. yeah. Just listen to the people who have done the research. Look at the data. If you don't understand it, ask a friend. I'm pretty sure you have a friend who understands the data well and can give you a better, a clear idea of what's going on without you having to kill yourself and have to go through all this alone. Yeah. Please, please reach out for people. You're mm. not alone. We can't be in the same room at the same time. Right now, if this will be a normal day, all three of us will be sitting in the same place. Yeah, talking we don't even live that far away from each other. Like, but <laughs> yeah, but it's not. It's not. I mean, Matthew and I hang out a lot, and I haven't seen him in a while. So yeah. we have <laughs> we have the responsibility to be able to take charge of this situation and be able to make a difference in the future. Because what we do, we're living through history. What we do is going to be recorded. They're going to go back and look at them and be like, look, they were really great. They were able to take the situation well and overcome it. Others to say, like, man, they were a bunch of dumbasses. <laughs> so it's up to us to really make the, make the difference how we want to be remembered. Because oh, so far we are a bunch of dumbasses. That's all oh, I God, can yes. think of. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, um, uh, yeah. all righty. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. Um, you guys go ahead and follow on all the social media and also check out the shops, Artisan Studios and Nerdy Bit. Um, you'll you'll see all the links in the article on the website and, of course, when I do when this uh, goes live. Uh, thanks, you guys, for being here. You're going to add uh, Lamar to Con Guy, right? You're going to add him to the, yeah, that's right. yeah. the links as well? Yeah, add him as well. We're, too, we're, yeah. we're, here, we're here with Victor from... Uh, from Artisan Studios and Lamar the Con guy from uh, Nerdy Bit. <laughs> uh, that's gonna be a running joke from now on. Yeah. <laughs> every time. And, every fucking time. But uh, yeah. Beautiful. And uh, please be safe, you guys. Thanks for listening. And you can check out all of our shows and offerings on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and every podcast app. If you can't find us, please let us know. As always, you can also follow, uh, follow us on uh, Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, and I've been streaming on Twitch about four or five days a week. And a lot of shows, dog. Yeah, I know. We have you have a cooking show now. We have a cooking show on our YouTube now. The Grand Geek Eatery. (laughs) Oh my god! Just so many shows, dude. I know. He's diversifying his portfolio. He's trying to stay relevant. Yeah. And uh, unnecessary debates will be coming back. We're we're working on it still on trying to make it on a virtual. kind of world i guess and uh yeah so check out our youtube and have a great week please wash your hands please be safe please wear your masks and uh don't watch pandemic and ggg ggg stay black ggg